0: We're going to the New Testament, We're going to the Gospel. Let's start a podcast. You're listening to the Beyond Limits Morning Show featuring Paul Armstrong and Corey Smith with positive, encouraging stories and Christ centered messages. Join us as Beyond Limits starts now.
1: Good Monday morning, everybody listening on WHIG TV, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and every other social media outlet you can think of. This is Corey and Paul is back with us. Hey, hey Paul, man. how are you?
0: It is so good to be back. I have I've missed everybody. I've missed sitting in this seat. Uh-huh. Roger <laughs> Heathcock, Pastor Roger, did an amazing job. Yes, he did last week. I think on Wednesday and Friday.
1: Yes, it? it was Wednesday and Friday. When- Yes. Yes. He did so good Wednesday that uh, we were just like, yeah, man, just come on back Friday. You know, they, people love you. You know, and everybody loves our guests, every single guest we have on. Uh, but uh, we talked about some really relevant stuff um, and within our faith. We talked about uh, the importance of church and um, just where it falls in your life as a Christian on Wednesday, and then we discussed uh, healing on Friday. And man, you talk about a testimony. Mm-hmm. He gave us one. Man, he mm-hmm. talked about his son. He uh, talked about, you know, going through, you know, just for different you know parts of his life where he had to rely on healing. And we discussed how healing can be spread from Christian to Christian. It was great. It was beautiful, man. We missed you. We're glad you're back. Yeah,
0: so we were up at uh, Liberty. Yes. Well, Lynchburg, Virginia, specifically. Um, with an organization called Student Life, uh, we've gone with them the past two two years, I believe, because everything is very structured. Um, so with teens, it's, doing a mission trip with teens is a little bit different from my perspective than doing them with adults, because adults are going there and they're able to put out 100% and come back, and they'll be tired, but they'll get back. My purpose as a student pastor of teens. Um, is to not only take them on a mission trip where they can pour into a generation younger than them, but to also, at the same time, let them get poured into while we're there. So the way student life sets it up is during the day you do a mission trip, you go out and you're you're into the community and you're spreading Jesus into the community. And then at nighttime, you come back and there's church services, there's worship services, there's small groups, there's prayer groups, life groups. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff and you are... Involved So that not only are you growing, you're able to use that energy and grow the community of Christ. I mean, it, it, it's unreal. It's wonderful the way they have it set up, which is why we've gone back to them several, several times, you know?
1: Yeah, that is awesome, man. So what are some different activities, the stuff that you did? What were some people that you met specifically that you worked with? Um and uh, where were you placed out on Liberty's campus? All that good stuff. What, what's up with?
0: it? Yeah, so we w- we went to a place called the uh, Jubilee. Yes. Shout out to Jubilee Jubilee uh, Community Center. Um, it's a center where uh, parents can just drop their kids off and they're watched. It's like a, they have a summer program, but there was about forty-five to fifty kids there somewhere around there, but um, all three days, um, and they're from low-income housing, obviously. Uh, you know, so they're they're these kids are dropped off and. Many of them are from broken homes. Right. Very few of them, actually, when we asked them, very few of them had a mother and father in their home. Very right. few. Some some didn't have either, and they were in foster care, as we'll talk about in a little bit. But um, it was wonderful. We showed up the first day. The first day is always awkward because your teens are meeting their teens, and it's it's weird that you know they don't. You're just new people to them. Everybody's new. So, the first day takes a little bit. We just show up. We start playing games with them. Games are always fun. Uh, we partner with another church um, right. on this one. So, it, it made it easy because their team, every everybody was new then. But we roll in. We start playing. They had a basketball court there. And so, the guys are drawn to basketball, the older guys. And um, so, they're playing uh, basketball and stuff. And then the girls are playing art or playing, uh, doing arts and crafts, making stuff with the little tiny uh, uh, girls, like necklace beads and stuff. Right. And they're having a blast. Um and so, but at the end of each day, because if we're not spreading the gospel, then we're we're just providing them a good time, a few smiles, and ultimately they'll forget about us. It. That's right. Know, they'll never remember us. Right. You know. Um, so at the end of each day, we would leave there about three forty-five to four o'clock. So that last forty-five minutes, from three to three thirty, three to three forty-five, it was nothing but come to the gym, get around the that middle circle in right. the middle of the gym. Uh, sit around because we are going to spread the gospel. We're going to tell you about this guy named Jesus. And mm-hmm. he's really, really, really awesome. And um, so that was our last 30 to 45 minutes every day. Uh, the first day, um, the other church led uh, the the devotion, and I'm using quotations, the devotion, the the talk. Um, then the second day, we did it. Our teens did an awesome job. I got well, I had three teens, um, Meredith, Umphlet. Uh, Chris Conway and Jesse Umpflett right. led, and they were talking about trust. Right. It was really actually was really cool. We should have done. We really sh- should have done this in here. Um, anyway, so you take you take a glass and you fill it halfway with water, and you take a note card and you put it on top of it, mm-hmm. and then when you flip it over, when you flip the glass over, this is for all the youth pastors out there in children's ministry. When you flip the glass over, you remove your hand, and the water will stay in the cup even though it's upside down because. The pressure going up, the vacuum going mm-hmm. up, right pulling up, keeps the note card in place, which keeps the water from falling out, right, which is really cool. That but is we, cool. We, as long as it works, it's cool. Now, if the water falls out, then you got to change your entire message from trust to what happens when, you know, we fail at life. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, absolutely. But it was, it was wonderful, man, because um, so we, we're talking about trust, and at the end of this message, um, fifteen young kids with with the Jubilee Center would become christians that is okay? awesome 15 15
1: that is so cool man.
0: and not not just christians hey I, I raised my hand and got something because we purposefully did not offer them something hey you get a christian or you become a christian we're going to give you something because kids will sometimes say okay well i want something i want something free and so we purposely didn't line it up that way um we we said You raise your hand, you get Jesus, and that's what you get, and you need to understand that. But then it was an immediate testament of faith, and hey, if you're not ashamed, and what that means is you don't care who knows that you're a Christian, leave your hand raising, and all 15 of them, and it was really neat, and we talked about this on Facebook Live, all 15 of them had their hands raised when everybody opens their eyes, and to see all 15 of these people, Identify as Christians for the first time, and they're looking around at their new brothers and sisters because a lot of them don't have brothers and sisters. You know, that like they're separated through foster care and other stuff, and look around and see these new these new believers. It was an amazing experience to yeah. be a part of. Like my teens were like, like you, I, it's hard to even ex- explain yeah. the the gravity of what took place right there. Um, I. I don't know. It's just really hard because everybody they just the smiles broke out on their face. Yeah, and they—they they couldn't like some of them even started laughing. They're like, "Oh, this is so cool,"
1: yeah. you know. And they—they <laughs> had the uh, that moment of joy and whatnot, you know. Yes, I guess I, I guess it was a big surprise to them as well. Yeah, you know the amount of joy they were feeling. You know what I mean? It just had to have been an a experience they hadn't felt before. You it know? was
0: it, it was completely new. Yeah, to them. And to all fifteen. Now there were there were some other Christians that were in there. Yeah. And this is a, um, it's it's not a relig, relig Christian center. I was going to say religious. It's not a Christian center. Right. It's a public center. But they understand the importance of the gospel. Right. Like like the, the guy who runs it. He's a deacon in his church. The the second person in charge is um very um involved in the church. Yeah. Uh, so that's who. And but they un, they're trying to reach them. Um, it's like going to, uh, China. Yeah. It's like going to China and saying, okay, now we're not going to preach the gospel. We're going to teach them English. But at the same time they're preaching, they got, they, they're able to tell them through this about Jesus. It's the same exact thing. Yeah. And I love that. I love that people use their, their trade, their tools, their, their skills to get the gospel out there. Okay. You tell me I can't teach about Jesus, but I can teach English. Well, the first word they're going to learn is Jesus. Yeah. And that's cool. But you're teaching them English, so it's kind of an under-the-radar, snatching as many Christians as you can from Satan. And it felt like 15 throat punches to Satan, and it was awesome. That is pretty cool. um, But they tell you. They tell you at Student Life because they don't want your kids to get discouraged when they go out there. Listen, you might not see the, the, the fruit. Okay, what you're going to be doing is planting seeds. You may not see that seed turn into a fruit over the course of the the week that you're here. You may not. And don't don't get discouraged. And that leads me back to a verse, and it's Paul's writing to the Corinthian church. And he goes, this is Paul, uh, the apostle Paul, who was Saul, and we're going to talk about that in a second. Um, but this, he's writing to the Corinthian church, and it's 1 Corinthians 3, 6 through 9. Paul says, field God's building yeah you know and and that that's wonderful because and so this is directly to not just talking about the the miss trip this is I'm talking to our podcast family our beyond limits family our Facebook live uh, who's with us and Jared and Josh and Cor- I'm talking to everybody right now watch this you might not see the 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 seed turn into a fruit you you may not you may have that co-worker that you go to work with right now and it's like I tell them about God every day, and they go through so much every day. But I've made zero progress. Nothing's happening. That's not your job to make something happen. It's your job to lead them to Jesus. Jesus is the only one who can call them. He's the only one that's going to be able to break through their heart. It is our job, like Paul, the great, awesome apostle, Paul, who wrote, who was trusted to write 70% of the New Testament, wrote, listen, it's nothing about us. It's nothing that I have done or Apollos has done. We planted seeds. We watered seeds. God God provides the growth. Not me, the Apostle Paul, not Apollos. God alone provides the growth. All we can do is plant the seed and water the seed. I'm going to tell you, don't get discouraged no matter what you're doing right now. If you think it's going nowhere, and there's going to be times like that. There's going to be times where you think Listen, I'm gaining zero ground right now. I'm a church plant in the middle of nowhere, and nobody even knows about me. Don't You don't lose heart. Don't you dare lose heart because God knows about you. God knows about you, and He, you're going to be rewarded for your faithfulness. Don't you doubt that. And sometimes, just sometimes at 4 a.m. in the morning, you're going to get a text message that says, hey, I couldn't wait until your show started at 7 a.m., or 7:15 a.m. to tell you that I got saved last night. Yeah, and I've been a part of the Beyond Limits family. I'm spitting a lot today. No, yeah, <laughs> I'm very sorry about that. Like yeah, I'm spitting all over the place. Wouldn't have noticed if you didn't say anything. <laughs> Jared says about to flip furniture, but she goes, "I listen at 4 a.m. I got saved last. Night. I went to church last night because Corey and um, Pastor Roger yeah. had had a." Had a uh, had a, uh, what do we do here? What is this? A podcast. About Wednesday? Yeah, yeah. we had
1: our po- a Wednesday podcast about, yeah. you know, can you be a uh, Christian and not attend church and just went into the importance of church and uh, no matter what classification you, you have a church because there's many different ways to have church. You know, a lot of churches start off as people just meeting and somebody's home and talking about Jesus and, you know, then going through Scripture. And then next thing you know, they're actually planning or building a church somewhere, a physical church. So there's a lot of different ways to do it. And we were just uh, talking about it. And uh, getting a good Bible-based church is, is really good. And I think yes. that's what you said that kind of stuck out to her. Yes. And, uh, man, you know, yeah, I'm so excited to hear that she, you know, that, that did something for her. And now she... Is she's gotten saved, man. Yeah. That's so good. So now I'm thinking about what everything you just said with uh, the mission trip that uh, you know y- y'all per, you know did, and now I'm thinking you know you mentioned about your your kids, your teens, mm-hmm. you know that were watching all this go on. How rewarding was it for you to look at your teens and then your teens tell you like, man, this is awesome. Look at this, man. It's pretty cool, you know, because mm-hmm. the whole the whole mission right there in a mission trip is to you know to spread the gospel in places that aren't really getting it. Now you have kids that, you know, are from low-income housing and broken homes, and now they're, you know, getting saved. Yes. You know, so the mission is accomplished right here. Now, you want it to be lasting, you know, but which I, 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 I truly feel it will be. But for your teens to look at you and say, hey, man, like, look at this, man. Look what we've done. This is Look, look, this is so cool. Look at what's happening around us. And to gain inspiration from that, at, because also what we talked about last week while you were gone, we had Jared and Josh on just before Josh left. And we talked about being a Christian in today's society as a teenager. Um, and, you know, that for them is going to last as well. It's twofold. You know what I mean? It's so awesome. What do you, what, I mean, was that cool? Uh, Josh is in here, man. Like, we should get him. He's just too, too – too consumed by his phone right now and his his uh his headphones and whatnot i
0: never know what he's doing over there i
1: don't either man you know he's a teen what can i tell you hey, look
0: at him yeah look at his bright smile is he playing a game jared
1: he doesn't even know we're talking about him what is him he right doing he, he's, he's watching kinda, us yeah
0: so he's 13 seconds behind us oh yeah he's that's watching it another is, yeah. video we're oh, talking oh, about got us you. on <laughs> we're talking hey Josh, about you. hey man
1: you you over there you don't even you're clueless what's <laughs> going on here Oh, oh, goodness, Yeah, he's just he he's still clueless. This cluelessness will last for another five seconds. He's been been. And then been, he's gonna get up and he's gonna come over here like I want him to. and he's gonna talk about what it was like to witness to uh other kids and oh. whatnot. Look at that. I told you it was oh, five Q. It was a full five seconds, oh, he, my man. He
0: felt led.
1: So look at this. So we're talking about Paul is discussed that Fifteen kids got saved, right? Yes, fifteen. Okay, yep. so Josh was on the mission trip. Yes. J- Josh Austin was on the mission trip, and he was there. He was able to witness, and he saw these kids get saved, and he saw the excitement on their face. He saw, uh, you know, them keep their hand raised, say that, you know, they want to know Jesus, they want to be saved. And now Paul's the youth pastor, right, Josh? So now he is watching you. Basically, you're in somewhat awe, you're like, man, this is awesome. Look at all these kids that want to get led to Christ, and look at what we're doing here. Talk about that a little bit, Josh. How was that for you, going there on the mission trip, you had a goal, you had a mission in mind, and now you see it come to fruition right here. And what day did this happen first, Paul? Uh, About about how much longer did you have? It was the day we did it, so it had to be a second day. So second day. So basically, after... after, so, So you still had, what, a couple days? Yep left yep. after this
0: one we we stayed with at the jubilee center one more day after this that's cool we had one more day with
1: them that's cool so Josh what was it like man to see that that particular moment where all those kids were wanting to get saved they keep their hand raised they're smiling a lot of joy talk about it a little bit
2: I mean, it's just a, uh, it's amazing to see because uh I mean you go to a all right you go to um just like at, to that age group they really you know you're at that age and you're kind of focused on like you know playing and you're focused. tend to be focused on so many other things and to see that they were centered in on the message and that they were interested and wanted to know more about christ and they got saved i mean that was just amazing to see and it was a true blessing to, to be a, and you got
1: to work with these kids after this too right yeah do you think that uh the uh, mission trip, you think it'll have lasting effects on them? Definitely. With the reception that you got? How old were these kids for you? How were the ones you worked with? Just a roundabout figure. Um, what do you think? Hmm. Probably, oh, man, such a variety. I don't but, know. Were they, like, half your size? Yeah, I mean, all half my size. So we'll say, like, what, around the age of I, 10, uh, yeah. 10, 11? I mean, there were
2: a few that were more my size, so yeah. maybe, like, maybe up to, like, 14 or 15. Really? So you had some yeah.
1: teenagers
0: in there too. Yeah, yeah, there were there were some like So we talked about a foster kid and he was old an older teen. Right. Teenager, um which which is huge. And that that's big for Josh right here. Right. And this, this is one of the Josh stories because you know people will naturally gravi- gravitate to people similar to them. Yeah. Um th- this guy was I'm not going to say he was a techie. So what we're talking about, um, if you're just tuning in on on the, on the podcast, you're listening to podcast, and you're not on Facebook Live, there was a foster kid who had just uh, arrived at this community center the week prior to us. He wasn't from Virginia. He was from out of state. But due to a safety concern with uh, the people he was staying with, uh, his guard quote-unquote guardians, the people who was entrusted to look after him, and provide for him, and to love him, and to nourish nourish him, and to make sure he grew into an, an adult and thrived. Those people were actively trying to harm him. Right. Okay. Not a good situation. So this 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 young man did not have any friends. To in his own mind, he had no friends, no family, nobody on this earth who legitimately loved him. Like legitimately was not collecting a paycheck to quote unquote love him. Right. Nobody. Um. So, we meet him and the teens, our teens fall in love with this young man and we're calling him for because we can't say his name or publish a picture on Facebook or a social media of him. We're calling we're going to call him Jared today, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, for the cuz I'm looking at a Jared. Um, <laughs> but Josh and this young man have a lot of similar they they both like to play games on their phones and stuff like that. So, they're playing games, but they have the the idea to Bring him back to the camp with us. And up until this moment, that hadn't been done with student life, to my knowledge, ever. Like, they, they were very confused, and they are like, whoa, nobody's tried to do this. Let's see what we can do. And with within, like, five minutes, they had him a card where this young man, and this isn't what it, he had, no clue this was going to happen. They had a card for him to go eat at the cafeteria with us and to get into all the services with us and everything. And that that cost them money, but they were like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And he ends up rededicating his life to Jesus, and he's just bawling all over the place. And I've got a wonderful picture that I can't show of <laughs> Josh and the guys just hugging this dude and that's not what you're told as a as a man okay we hug no typically we don't but i'm gonna tell you they saw an opportunity to show this random dude who they'd never met 12 hours er before 12 hours earlier a little bit of love yeah and and they jumped on it yeah and that's that's the that's the kind of love that agape love that jesus talks about that surpasses all the differences that's the kind of love that Jesus says they're gonna know me by this love that you spread. And when I when I see them, just hugging this dude,
1: yeah, that's gotta be wild.
0: I'm like, you've got, and they, the all of them. Were, well, not all of them. He was crying, and several of our teams were crying. It was
1: unreal. Yeah, that's gotta be.
0: So, uh, yeah, d- now lean as close forward as you can <laughs> so Corey Falaw can hear you and all the rest of the people. Right. But um, talk about that. You, obviously, you know, you can't say the state he's from um, or, or his name, but talk about that situation and reaching out to him and kind of why,
2: you know. So when I knew or when I figured out he was um, coming, um, I, I knew I was going to be there. Um, I think that was the day I actually – so originally that day when I got back from the camp, I was planning to, you know, take my routine nap and during, like, the free time or whatever. That's it was, it was kind of like my wind-down time. Mm, yeah. But I figured out he was kind of, so I decided. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided to, you know, stay at Lake, and um, I was there right on the dot, and I saw him pull in for probably for Paul and Matty appeared. um, And I figured that, you know, since this would be probably – the one of the only chances he would have be impacted with the gospel, I wanted to make that night one of the you know, one of the best nights of his life. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, oh, that was the end, the yeah. end. Sorry, we, the look end. at what we're doing here, so yeah. I know, I know, clearness, I know, <laughs> clarity. Um, yeah, so, um, it listen. Uh, it, what he's talking, we would go back to the room after we left the uh, after we left the center. We he would go back to the room and kind of you you had an hour of free time where you yeah. could chill out if you wanted to because this it's a long day running. I, if you've never been in a daycare or uh, just run around with a bunch of kids for like three four hours straight, that's exhausting. Oh yeah. So they but they could go out and do stuff. Um, and if they wanted to, Josh chose <laughs> one day. Josh went back and we were like, "Where's Josh?" and like, this, this cat showed up one morning wearing exactly what he went to bed in. <laughs> <laughs> like he shows up to the to the lunch, to the cafeteria, the dining hall, and I was like, John, didn't you wear that shirt yesterday? And then I looked down and I was like, didn't you wear that? Did you change, Josh? He goes, no, I slept in it. Like, the dude was so tired that he just went, fell asleep, and woke up right at cafe and walked out of the room. Didn't do, just walked out and got...
1: Bre- breakfast that's crazy it was, i mean well that, that it sounds like typical josh you know yeah, that, maybe that's just a normal that's just day josh, for josh and just, that's freak that's me just out the day
2: in the life guys <laughs> uh, yeah i think
1: that's just that's just new guy josh through and through but oh. no man that is so it's so great to hear that man i, I love hearing about you know the, the teens you know embracing him and one he felt loved but you know that's you know, the godly love you know because he's getting led to christ and then he's starting to see, well, no, it's not just some kind of like fantasy or whatever or or anything like that. I'm saved and now I have brothers and sisters in Christ that really love me and that want to see me prosper and, and flourish. And, you know, for that kid to have been where he was, saying that he never thought anybody loved him, he you know, and then for him to be embraced like that and to be just overtaken with joy and to be crying And then to you know, now on top of all that, guess what? He's redeemed. He's he's rededicated his life. He's he's you know, he he's he's good with Christ and man, I mean, can you get in I mean, there's no better way to win. I mean, that is just that's just winning. And the the best form of it, man. I'm so happy that y'all went down there and was was able to experience that. So, what was he one of the fifteen? He, obviously, he was one of the fifteen that no, got saved. Or were you saying that he was an additional additional?
0: Because he he rededicated his life at the camp service, right? Separate from the trip, uh, the mission trip. Um, no, the kids at, at the center uh, were were different from him. He and I'm telling you, in the first half of the service, God's timing is perfect. Yeah. But it's weird sometimes. Oh, yeah. I'm sitting there and I just want to shake him and say, Man, stop looking at. Because you could tell that it was an uncomfortable situation for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because he went from the state he was in to now he's a, a new foster. Everything's new to him. Right. And then a bunch of teenagers, not even from that state, snatch him up and take him to a church service. Now he's surrounded by a bunch of Christians. Right. And just a few hours earlier, he didn't think anybody loved him. And now he's around. You know, 1,200 Christians that all they're singing about is this God who loves you. You know, the right. environmental shift for him yeah. was, like, unre- So I get why he's, like, uh, he didn't want to sit in, in the front. He was, like, I, I get, like, I don't like being around groups. And that, yeah. that, I get that. I understand that perfectly. So we sat up top for the first night, um, and he was, he'd was he be looking. He was, like, he'd look at his watch, and he's, like, playing with his ID card that we gave him and stuff to be right. able to get in. Right. And but something happened about halfway through the service where he puts it down and he's just like staring like at the stage. Yeah. And then like I can't we're beside each other. So I can't see his face. I can see the side of his face, his profile. But, you know, um, but then he turns a little just a little bit, not to look at me, but something happened to the right. And like he's just there's just water. He's just streaming tears down his face. Dude had been crying for some time now. You know, and I'm like, you gotta be kidding yeah. me! Like God is moving in this guy's life, so he rededicates <laughs> his life, and it's like he he told uh, the teens, he was like, "Our our teens, I I hadn't felt loved like that before." Yeah, I mean, if that's not humbling, so much to take
1: in, man. It really that's is. That's not
2: normal.
0: Yeah, and it's it's not. It's, that's not normal. But uh, it it that that was a very humbling moment. Not not just for me. But for the teens that went with me, yeah, because the majority of them have felt love, yeah, from some direction, and he hadn't ever.
1: And now they get to you know be able to you know testify to you know God's works and see just how He can move in other people's lives. I mean, yeah, I'm sure you know some of them may have had that experience before, but if they did it now, they have it now, and you know it's just you know more. It's, it's just more reinforcement. You know, for I mean, it's just so much. They can carry that with them and and take it to another mission trip, or or talk to or tell it to somebody who is about to take a mission trip. hey, look, be ready for this, you know, and or this is this is a goal you should have. You know, this is the type of things that mission work uh, can can yield. You know, and uh, it's just great. It's inspiring to hear. I'm happy that your teens got the experience, man. I'm happy for you, obviously, but you know, I know as a youth pastor that's got to be so rewarding for them to witness that and to be a part of that and for them to want to carry that on as they continue to you know, do mission work, whatever form that may or shape that may take. So yeah. it's so beautiful. Beautiful. It,
0: it was wonderful. I'm worshiping inside of a, a room or a building with 1,000 teenagers. Granted, were some there for the wrong reasons? Very possibly. But I'm going to tell you what. <laughs> when you get... A thousand teenagers in a room praising Jesus. Right. And they're, I mean, they go through stuff. Teens go through stuff now that I can't fathom growing up in the 90s, you know, um, having to go through. At the touch of their fingertips, man, they they can be told very bad things about themselves. Yeah. Um, And that was one of the nights what they talked about, identity. Um, you know, how many times they take a, a selfie to make sure it's perfect so that they'll get, you know, a great number or a huge number of likes and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. And to see them kind of let go of that for a little bit and just remember, uh, and experience Jesus apart from social, media, it was, it was, it was phenomenal. Um, but then the last night he gave him this charge Ryan uh, Pastor Ryan McDermott uh, was was the pastor. He's from Florida that was there and he goes, um, listen, this can't stay at camp. what you ex- there's nothing special about camp. there's not there is you show up there's there's gonna be a band, there's gonna be a pastor. but they're nothing more than people. Jesus, Jesus is the key to making this thing work and he's with you no matter where you go. So what is different that happens at camp? That can't happen anywhere else because so often you and you kind of hinted to it earlier. So often you leave camp and the feeling is gone, the environment's gone, and you just kind of go. It can happen where you just go back to normal. Yeah. And so he goes over the charge that Saul was given. Saul is on the way to Damascus when Jesus reaches out and grabs him, and you know he sees the bright light. He hears God. He goes, Lord, you know, and he he's talking directly to Jesus. And after, after Jesus talks to Saul, the guy who was actively going to capture Christians and take them back to be killed for being Christians. Right. After he talks to him, he goes, uh, basically, what do you want me to do, Lord? Uh, the Lord replied to Saul. All right. change his life. Now get up. Stand on your feet. I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and as a witness of what you have seen and will see of me. I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles. Now, here you go. This is awesome. This is his charge to them and our charge to you. Beyond Limits family, if you're listening to this, this is Jesus Christ's charge to you, Christ followers. Don't take this for granted. I am sending you to them to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of satan to god so that they may receive forgiveness of sins in place and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me i am sending you to open their eyes it doesn't not everybody's gonna be called to be a pastor doesn't matter that doesn't matter jesus you know where paul went he went right to damascus the same place he was gonna go and then started getting people saved you know just it doesn't matter what your profession is going to be open their eyes you, you're going to be a doctor open their eyes you're going to be a trash collector open their eyes the charge is the same for all of us if you're a christ follower open their eyes you're a church planner awesome open their eyes if you're if you're a student open their eyes what are you doing today to open the eyes of the people who have never seen or heard about Jesus open their eyes the charge has not changed run your race with endurance.
1: That is so cool, man. Man, dude, inspiring. Let's move some furniture around right now. I'm going to flip this table. No, no. <laughs> but uh But yeah, you know, and uh I really hope that somebody, you know, and I feel like they did. There's a lot of them while looking at the comments and what on our live stream feed and uh to see the spirits moving now because now you have a testimony from your mission trip and work was done and it was great work and now it's going to be lasting And, you know, we can take that as inspiration, and we can, you know, look and plan more, you know, mission trips ahead of that. People can get involved. People listening right now, they can get involved with their own churches, and they can go and they can put together their own mission trips and do works. There's so many different ways to get involved and to do these things, and it it is good to have that good, expectant love and hope. because. You see what happens? You went down there with a purpose. You went down there with an idea. This is what you wanted to do and this is what we would really like to see happen and look what happened. Yeah. It's so great, man. And the scripture you just read, man, is so great. You know, you I mean, it is so inspiring to know that the Lord can call down to you and and you know, you can answer the call. And this is what you can be used for. And a lot of people think they can't be used. It's just not true. There's there's, so, there's too many ways. And together, you know, you as a youth pastor, you know, taking your kids down and your teens, I mean, look how strong you were. You know, brothers and sisters in Christ, and look how many people you were able to reach. I mean, you know, it was just so good to get together and put that all together as one force and to, you know, put it towards a, a desired goal and uh that's what you should want to do you should want to help you know change people's lives because it's not you changing you're just helping you're helping lead people there you're witnessing and i'm telling you you know it's good just to be a part of it answer the calling um so much inspiration had this morning i'm so thankful um to God be the glory, man! I'm so happy that you guys had an awesome mission trip like you did. I had I had no doubt that you would, but coming back and hearing it, you, you can't really plan for that joy. You can't. That's joy you can't plan for. You know when you hear about 15 kids getting saved, one another kid getting uh, rededicated to his life to Christ, and uh, the love that was felt. When you know he was embraced by all your teens, man, you must have been like, you know, it must have almost been something like when you had your your kids were born, man, for you to sit there and see because that's what's been some other uh, a person is literally being reborn before your eyes and you can see them with tears running down their face, the joy they're having because they have found the father who loves them, and then his children are just actively loving on them right in front of you. Yeah. It's right there. It is. It's a beautiful feeling, man. It. It I'm was, just trying to visualize it where I know it's that hard, it is. You know? But but being there and seeing it, man. So I hope that that has inspired people this morning to go out there and uh, have faith in mission work because it is it, it is a tool and it is very, very useful. Uh, and it gets the job done. It's just one of many ways that we can go out there and, and spread the gospel yeah. and uh, help get people led to Christ.
0: And, and it doesn't have to be mission work. Is anywhere outside of your own mouth. Yes. It can be your family. Your own family it is where it starts. It could be your own community. It could be the local homeless shelter. Mission, work, God. Jesus met people at a well in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of a day where they shouldn't have been there at high noon. Yes. Nobody should have been at the well, but Jesus was there because one other lady was going to be there. So it doesn't matter where you're spreading Jesus. Spread Jesus. Spread Jesus. If you're waiting on his call, okay. Spread Jesus while you're waiting. Okay. That's right. We are told to open their eyes. Open their eyes. And I'm going to tell you, when when Christ moved, man, in, in the teens that we brought down there, in the 15 uh, younger kids that they worked with in this other foster care, it is what God is able to do when we let go of distractions. Yeah. Because in, in those moments, they weren't on their phones. They weren't doing anything. It was nothing more than let's serve Jesus and that's huge. Get rid of the distractions and just serve Jesus. Yes. That's it. Spread some Jesus today. We love you guys. Yes, we do. Josh, man. dude, thanks for sharing your testimony. Yeah. Jared's going to be over here in just a second for the live, uh, for the Facebook Live. If you are on Facebook Live,
1: yes. don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere, guys. This has been another great podcast. So happy to hear Paul's testimony. And uh, praise the Lord for their success over there and the work that they did. Uh, over in Virginia, Liberty's Campers in the Jubilee Center. Um, Thank you guys for tuning in. Stay with us on the live stream, and we'll be back Wednesday with another great podcast. We love you, all those followers and listeners and viewers coming from WHIG-TV, iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, and every other social media outlet out there. This is Paul and Corey with your Beyond Limits podcast. We love you, and God
0: bless. Boom! (laughs) Feeling like a dynamite